the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government with a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other. He's Sean Thompson, and this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy, because it feels so Atlanta braces for a phony bull dung indictment in a Democrat sewer corrupt county. Go figure. They're all over this country. And that's really the broader point. If at this stage of the game there are still people who call themselves a Democrat and you're not in on the scam, you are an absolute fracking idiot. Because at least these other whores are getting paid. Because that's all it is. One giant syndicate. And now that we have a Capitol policeman proving beyond the shadow of a doubt that this is a ridiculous third-world coup attempt that we call a presidency. Joe Biden is illegitimate. He didn't win Gatsangul. He's put there by a system of corruption. Name a bureaucracy littered with rat Democrats who are all stealing our money. It's that simple. And we knew it. When Sund talked to Tucker Carlson this weekend, I mean, I, last week, I think it was Friday it dropped. Are you kidding me with this? That It was out there at the time versus what we had coming into it, night and day. And when you talk about the intelligence agency, I have my own intelligence agency up at um, Capitol Police, IICD, Interagency Intelligence uh, Coordination Division. Yes. Uh, that coordinates with the other intelligence agencies. Um, and now, you know, we're seeing the intelligence I was getting coming into it was indicating this was going to be just like the previous MAGA rallies, the November and December rallies that we had. It was all. It was all. An operation perpetrated by our government. This is a ruse to cover up a true, absolute scam. It's referred to as the Biden administration, but I think it's more systemic than that. How many people knew there was something called a UVs out there? You think this border crisis, by the way, I have KJP run and cover. Uh, trying to do it in a way that uh, is effective, and we have seen his border plan management be effective. Effective. And that got me thinking. For once, this affirmative action dimwit sideshow, Bob, is right. It has been effective. If the goal is to destroy the principles of Americanism, the rules it's built on, and to overwhelm it with a welfare system that implodes as it keeps getting funded, kind of like every other government program we have in existence, and then you look at the Democrats' sewer areas, what are they doing to curb the problem? As other states are sending their National Guard to the border, they're changing their laws so employers cannot employ illegal aliens. What are the Democrat sewer states doing? Well, non-citizens who are allowed to work under federal law and those who have a work permit under the DACA program are now able to become police officers here in Illinois, thanks to a bill signed by Governor Pritzker. The Fraternal Order of Police is against the new law, saying people who do not have legal status should not become enforcers of the law. So here, And then it got me thinking, so many lawyers, officers of the court, 
I mean, I know she's retired, but she's my perfect example of an absolute mafia member. She didn't finish law school till she was 40. Her next job was the head of the Illinois Supreme Court because her husband, a two-bit gangster by the name of Ed Burke, was a capo in the Chicago Mafia. When he got indicted, she retired. So you can avoid all kind of look of, of what? Of reality, of what it's like in these Democrat sewer-run states? Because the goal is always to implode the system, because in failure is the strength of the corrupt government mafia. So I was thinking to myself, how could all of these lawyers know the law, go to school and learn the principle, the rule of it, which is really based on the enlightenment, the shield of the individual, yet they use it as a weapon of the collective. And the reason is, there's more money in it. Who ever heard of a U visa? I have to tell you, until very recently, I didn't know what a U visa was. But it's fascinating what's out there, the slip and fall lawyers that advertise on it. Excellent news for immigrants who have been victims of violent crimes. Beginning today, today, June 14, you can file for your U visa and not wait five years, six years until you get your work permit. Now, I believe when uh, the totalitarian extortion government wants to take money of somebody that makes it and they they refer to something like this as a loophole. See, but a loophole isn't when somebody wants to keep their own money. A loophole is when the government creates a portal of corruption. So that if the people hire the right scum lawyers, like in Chicago, and you don't like your property taxes, but you hire the right short-in-the-pants mafia scum lawyer or one that's in the inner circle, your property taxes get lowered. See, that's a real loophole. Not somebody trying to keep his money. But now you have a loophole that opens up the door to a bunch of money, a bunch of benefits, to almost it's even better than being a citizen. Now, if you file a brand new application beginning today and you are filing that application complete, meaning it has a law enforcement certification in which they are saying you are helpful in investigating or prosecuting the crime. It includes your personal statement and then your biometrics will be uh, completed and you pass the background check. You will have deferred action, meaning protection from deportation, and you will have a work permit during the entire time that your case is pending. So do that now and then establish your way to green card. Yay! And if you don't like that, dimwit, don't worry. There's a lot of slip and fall Democrat scumbag lawyers. If you're undocumented inside the United States and you lost all hope, don't forget about the U visa. Probably seen many videos from other attorneys about the U visa. This is a visa that helps victims of crime that are help for the police to get legal status in the United States. But what most people don't realize is that there is no statute of limitation on the crime. First of all, it's statute. You slip and fall moron. Can anybody pass a bar exam? I mean, I had no respect after that idiot daily who couldn't read an exit sign past it. But uh, you don't even know what a statute is? In the meantime, it's not a statue, you moron. What it means is you could just make up a crime from decades ago and say you're under threat and ta-da, you're a citizen. So, for example, if this incident happened 10 years ago and you never took action, you can still do this now. You can even apply for this visa, even if that... What about the women that Joe Biden raped? Can they do it? Or the women that Bill Clinton raped? How about Wiener? Huh? Nobody knew if he raped them. What about all the scum 
that the elected Democrats have in all the municipalities. They all hide behind the statute. In fact, I believe even Hunter the crack smoker, Bagman, hid behind the statute, didn't he? The case is already closed at the police department. We had a client that was a victim of the crime of extortion. And when we had the consultation with the client, I told him that it doesn't matter. There's no statute of limitation. We can still pursue this. And while Good thing who he was talking to couldn't speak English either. He didn't know you messed the word up, did he? The case is closed. He was able to get the certificate signed by police officials, and we are now able to use this to file his case. So never lose hope. And o- There's always a Democrat scam afoot. Never lose hope. Now, how does this work? Well, you have to pay one of these slimy, greasy, slip and fall Democrat lawyers. Back to that big burning question. I want to know how much does it cost? A lot. <laughs> oh, you want more information? That's not enough. You know what I like about this? It's like that idiot in New York that used to sell electronics or those morons on Western Avenue that were selling repoed smashed cars or that were sunk in oceans to, to old ladies. I like the way this lawyer slimes his way through the ad. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's not a lot. So I, I will give you ranges because 953, right? Two clients, victim of the same crime at the same time. One might be more expensive than the other because there are things in his or her past that might need to be fixed. And they might have derivatives. So, again, we do it piecemeal. First is background search. It is the UV's investigation. So that's typically anywhere from 2500 to 3500 depending on the circumstance, to investigate the specific incident. Then it's anywhere from 1500 to 2500 to order all of the documents for the individual. Usually I do... He's like a legal coyote. This for each adult. So there's about nine different agencies that we order stuff from. Motor Vehicle Commission, um, FBI, and... Layers and layers and layers of government fraud and scams. All Democrats. Now I'm going to take this call. Uh, uh, honey Bunny, is, is this guy an active policeman? Did you get the... the I never take a call in the first segment. But let's go to... Uh, the northwestern suburbs. I don't even want to say his name. Are you an active policeman now? Hey, hey, Sean, I am an active. Uh, I'm a police chief in the northwest suburbs. And when I you talked want... about visas, I, I really want to, I just want to tell you the truth about this. Okay? So I get requests. I probably get about one a week for visas, uh, And typically the attorneys fill it out for you. Actually, they tell you they're doing you a favor. And when you read it, and there's a lot of check boxes, and most of them p- fill out felonious assault. Felonious assault means it's a felony when most of these are not. Some are, I'm not going to lie. And some will, and they'll put in a little narrative that the, uh, they help with uh, prosecution or they help the police officers when, in fact, I'm one of those chiefs that I go back into the third. I'll, I'll bring up the case report or go in the clerk's office and see that they drop charges refused to sign order of protection on domestic batteries, didn't go to court, charges were dropped. So I reject about 30% of them. I won't sign off on them. And I'll I'll send a response telling them why. And I'll have an attorney call me back and say, hey, you know, come on, you know, just help her out or help him out. And I won't do it. I'm not going to say your name, and I don't want to get you in trouble. Okay. Believe me, okay. because you're okay. one of the few. You're one of the, listen, I think you're a decent guy like my nephew in a terrible position. But what would you say, a, a guesstimate, how many hours do officers in just your area go through? What is the? How do you quantify the cost of this? 
What is the caught, the oh, court, the paperwork? It's got to be in the tens of millions, or at least in the millions of just these suburbs, right? Oh, it's, it's millions, Sean. It's millions. It, 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 so, so when I turned on the radio and I heard the U visa, because that's one of those things that I, I do my job. I, I, I do what's, what, what I'm required to do. I don't give anybody a break just because an attorney asked me to. Um, I, I, I actually read the documents that they're sending me. I'll sign off if it's, if it's true, of course. If it's not, I, I won't do it. And this I've had attorneys call me back. This is a, this is created to cause the problem it is because it's within that problem that more money flows and the lawyers are making a fortune doing it. You know who pays the cost? Right, you, the the we, taxpayers we and the coppers. You do. And listen, yes, just sir. stay safe. Stay safe and thanks Thank for you, calling. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. Thank, Thank you. Bye. This is one giant fraud. And we, the people who are working our asses off, worried about bills, we're paying for it all. And the controlled destruction that seems to be a cost to us all anyway, because what? how else does this translate to cost for me and you? So, so really, Jillian, the president, what he's doing is he's trying to message his way out of the economic stresses that almost all Americans feel every day. Now, he wants to make Bidenomics a household word, but he wants to give people a good feeling when they hear about it. But what they see is that food prices are up about 20 percent since January of 2021 when the president took office. Overall, inflation is up about 16 percent in that time. This means that people are. Ma- By the way, welfare, food stamps have doubled. Section 8 housing has doubled. That's why the welfare roaches don't complain. They're making money like the lawyers. 312-642-5600. This is the Sean Thompson Show, where Democrats are always wrong, Republicans are seldom right, and politicians are never, ever to be trusted. On AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. It is an entire industry that does not need to exist. All that needs to happen is there be a clear, concise rule of immigration. Simple. And I'm for bringing in good people, because if you're still relying on those idiots that vote for this mafia called Democrats today, your country's not going to get saved. Ironically, who will save us will be immigrants. So I think we need a wonderful way for good people to come here. Absolutely. But when you create... Rube Goldberg corruption. The immigrant will adapt because they just left somewhere like that. See, they can adapt to our corruption. It seems cleaner to them. Theirs, ironically enough, is cheaper, but ours is subsidized. And in there lies the problem. Because when they can't pay the bill, all of us pay the bill. That police chief they called, what do you think happens to the money that is diverted, right, from all his police work going to those? But what about all the other policing they could be doing? For the actual citizens. So it feeds on itself like a cancer. And before you know it, we need more more people. We need more personnel. And that's how you get a government where there are 22 million people working for it. What is the percentage that vote to shrink government once you work for it? Is it 10%? I don't think so. And then who's going to vote against it? The welfare recipient that now is making 16, 1800 a month in Section 8 housing, let alone food. They're getting double what we spend. A family of four gets $1,100 for food stamps. It costs the people who pay for their food $580 to $620. They're making more on food stamps. 
Not to mention, when you get the walking around money, can you, I wonder, can you go to Rivers Casino or one of these Republican-owned uh, gaming rooms by Gold Rush and you pull the slot? I think you can. And what about the weed dispensaries? And then, of course, there's the health care costs. Always about the health care costs. And Chicago's going to cash in on health care costs. They got the Marxists in. We'll discuss that in a minute. But I want to go to the lines. Verlon, Michigan. How's it <laughs> yeah, I'm in Michigan, man. I had to unplug and get away from everything. But I, but it took me all week to call you because after your reporting on Vivek last Monday, my heart was broken Mine because too. I've been speaking so I was speaking so fondly of him, and I wanted him for VP. And now after what you said, I, I don't know what the, I don't know who I want now. I don't know what. First of all, it's almost a blessing in disguise because I don't want to fall into the trap of pretending the elections are legitimate. When you look at this idiot. This corrupt whore who everyone knew, everyone who could read, knew what Joe Biden was. He was a whore in the 70s when he had his own hair, instead of that dead man hair sewn to his head. He was always an idiot on the take for the organized labor extortion mafia called unions. But now he's a full-fledged traitor, an absolute asset of enemies foreign and domestic. And there is no way he got 81 million votes, but he didn't need them. Because the protest that everyone knew, I've got the Chicago copper and his sister, their kids, they, 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 one guy pled guilty. I think the sister and him are going to be guilty. They'll, they'll do years. In the meantime, the guys he arrested for shooting up the neighborhood, they walk out in 48 hours. So you see the, the, the fix was in with January 6th. And now we have the officer soon who goes on Tucker and explains it all. It's clearly like a, a, a coup in Bolivia or Africa and our government benefited from it. So there's no question in my mind who did that. So in the meantime, why pretend there's an election? Because there isn't. What do you think they, they're going to, all of a sudden this one will be honest, Verlon? You think we got a shot? This time we got a shot. It'll be real honest. They won't shut it down for four hours. They won't ballot harvest. They won't deliver the thing. They won't fraud the count. Who's going to help you? The, the Secretary of States that are gangsters like Alexei Janulius? The crooked rat that he is with the glazed face? I don't think so. Well, I'm hoping Joe Biden will be impeached. I know they won't indict a sitting president, but I, I hope the Republicans yeah. can dirty him up enough where Trump will win. Well, if we're hoping, let's hope for Madeleine Albright in a box step. Thank you very much. You don't hope. I love Verlin. He's optimistic. And to a certain point, he's naive. What do you think I tell everybody go to high ground for? Because if you're in these ghetto states, you don't stand a chance. Not a chance. Not just because it's a mafia-rigged election system, but because your fellow neighbor's probably in on the scam. You know, it's funny, on the plane I was on, I had a wonderful lady next to me and next to her, a, 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 an older gentleman, and I, I, he seemed like an okay, but a pseudo-intellectual fracking Democrat who thought because he went to grad school he was a Democrat. See, if these idiots were half as smart as they thought they were, they wouldn't even vote. They wouldn't even participate because if they're smart and they say they're Democrats, they would know they're voting for a mafia. That's the difference between me and, and you and the Democrats. We won't vote for somebody we don't want to. The Democrats will step and fetch. Why? There's a lot of money in being a Democrat. An Illinois watchdog implicated several more state workers in a sweeping investigation into pandemic-era fraud. 37 employees at the Ludeman Developmental Center in Park Forest have resigned. Been fired. 37 state workers in one facility frauded PPP money. We now know in the, in the county building, in the court building, what did they have, 48 one building. All they got to do is vote Democrat. And you're like Hunter Biden. Complete immunity. George Naperville. 
Sean, when I was a kid, you had to wait seven years to get on Bozo. Today, you cross our border, you get a visa in five minutes and lots of goodies without making any buckets. Ah, oh, ba dum bum 312-642-5600. We'll be back. He will never negotiate his constitutional rights with the government. Live free or die on The Sean Thompson Show. At AM560, The Answer. It's fun. We had an upgrade on our uh, on our soundboard system. It's fun to watch me try to navigate it. It really is. In the meantime, we do have an update in Chicago. And you know, it's funny when you get used to Democrats. You're used to failure and corruption, bust outs, running things. You got a mayor who's making over two hundred thousand dollars a year. One of one ghost job with the teacher union, another ghost job with the county. And uh, are you playing with the music, Squirrel? And couldn't pay his water bill. I got an idea. Let's give him a promotion. Put him in charge of the city. It'll be great. Well, he didn't get there because he was good at anything. He got there because he can preach that Marxist bulldog. So everyone is celebrating the fact that uh, Awardi, also known as Dr. Dryheave, has been thrown out of office. You remember Dr. Dryheave. Do you think vaccine mandates are working? Yes. It, why? What makes because sure we've seen, so a couple things, we've seen a nice uptick actually in those 18 to 29 and 30 to 39, and we collect data actually at the sites that... The- oh, God, shut up. Shut up. In the meantime, this idiot was wrong about everything she came out of her pie hole, which if you haven't seen her, her toilet seat and pillowcase have the exact same view. In the meantime... She, you're so used to it that she's fired and everybody says, oh, it's great. Is it great? Because do you know who replaced her? This is what I mean by being a Democrat, how you get used to failing, used to corruption, used to fascism. Some German guy by the name of Eric von Reinhardt, I, I put the von in there. In fact, he's not a doctor. He's of another Democrat lying fraud. Faked the PhD, had to apologize, but it doesn't mean anything. Democrats expect to be lied to. So Eric von Reinhardt, he uh, he is going to tell you about what the future in medicine is going to be like. And it's funny because I thought about 13 years ago, didn't you have the big settle? You were going to make everything utopia. I remember Obamacare. And I also remember not just myself, but numerous millions of Americans who knew right from wrong saying to you, all it will do is massively drive up costs destroy the quality of care not only that it'll lead to a place where you don't want to go where you can't afford to keep people alive and then you'll start doing stuff like canada and everyone said no 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 it won't happen even when you had a doctor who was related to the then mayor nine-fingered dwarf named rahm Emanuel, who is now the liaison to japan funny enough his brother said you know after 74 people really aren't useful anyway and i wanted to say all democrats and about half of the other people i kind of agree with but i don't think we should kill him Let's call it abortion. The Democrats will pay for it. In the meantime, all we know about Eric Reinhardt is that he's a pal, Marxist, a a, a fraud, a liar, and a cheat. And now he's in charge, like Dr. Rewardi was. We have been able to sustain as a profession being overworked, being exploited for a very long time because we believed in what we did. And I think increasingly people cannot maintain that belief. It doesn't. He sounds like a PhD, doesn't he, Squirrel? You know what? I think if you if you are a fake pseudo intellectual and a Democrat Marxist, you could just give yourself the degree. Go ahead. Doesn't make difference anyway. You're all fracking morons to me. It feel valuable in the way that it once was imagined to be. It feels increasingly like I might just be serving the bottom line of the hospital as I'm turning over page patients. 
uh, almost on an assembly line and send them back out to communities where they don't get the follow-up care they need. They don't have access to basic social services and their healthcare outcomes are abysmal as a consequence. So, yeah, U.S. mortality rates are really, really bad compared to peer nations. Really, really bad. That must be the PhD part. Here's the deal, Reinhardt. Nobody gets out alive, you moron. Nobody. We all die. It's about what we do while we're alive. And it's interesting how in your system of basically everything, the, the one who isn't good at things seems to get a lot more. You see, in your system of Obamacare, the people who say they can't pay on paper, even if they can pay, they don't pay. The people who are obese and drug addicts and drunks, you know, like your average Democrat, you seem to get a lot of benefits. And if you got all kinds of problems, you just say everyone's depressed because they can't survive in the economic world you built. And then you put them on medication and they're disabled for life. You see, I know the scam, Reinhardt, because in your world, that's the only place you could succeed. In the real world, you and your mayor and your governor, you're all jokes. You're all failures and bust outs. But in your world, you're a doctor and you're important. In fact, you're a thinker. Let's hear how you think, dummy. And this is in large part because of our healthcare system. It's also because the way that this healthcare system has cannibalized public health, has really taken over public health and taken away from the basic social investments that we need to make. But I think we need big structural changes. I don't. You know what's funny to me? What exactly is public health? You see, if somebody lives like Hunter Biden, I don't give a rip what happens to him. They should die in a gutter, gasping like a guppy. Why do I have to give my money to, that, to treat that piece of garbage? Is that public health? See, because I think I should have to pay for me, the people I love, and that's it. I don't want to pay for one Democrat. And another thing is, I'll make you a deal. I don't want a Democrat to treat me. So I want all your Democrat doctors that are in your system to wear a big D. Not just for dummy, for Democrat. You don't have to, though, because you're not really a doctor, Reinhardt. You're just a fraud. I don't think moral lessons in medical school are going to cut it. I don't think cultural competency is going to cut it. And I really don't think traditional health care reform, like another version of Obamacare, a little bit bigger. Et it should be ripped out. All of it ripped out. And doctors should be able to say, you know what? I don't think I want to treat you scumbags. And if they do treat them, fine. Or how about this? You want to really fix health care? Make hospitals and doctors able to write off the patients that don't pay. You know, the Democrats. Write it off against the money that they do make, you know, from guys like me who pay our bills. See, that would solve everything, and it would eliminate your entire government bureaucracy of phony doctors like yourself. You and Awardi can go and have an ugly contest. I got 50 on her. Uh, Glenn in Oakbrook. Yeah, Sean, listen, two things. Remember in 2018, Hawaii had the false missile alert, incoming ballistic missiles. Seek immediate shelter. This is not a drill. Maybe the so same comedian smoked a cigar in a dry forest. Well, I don't think it was a cigar they were smoking. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Good point. Uh, you, you know, and then the uh, second thing, speaking of incompetence, Pete Buttigieg, I was uh, flying into Orlando last week and we're right about ready to touch down and we aborted the touchdown and did the typical nose up full power go around because we were too close to the plane in front of us. So well, was he flying the plane? Because you would have you hit the tower if he was flying the plane. Be happy he's in government. The only place a moron like that can succeed. As far as transportation secretary, he got it for the same reason Kamala Harris is the vice president. Just be lucky he wasn't on the flight. You'd never be clean. Thank you very much, Glenn Oakbrook. Neil LaGrange. Sean, all these guys you've been just talking about is the perfect example 
how they're going to grow the economy from the bottom up and the now middle I get it. out. Yes, what yes. What the heck is that all about? Can you imagine, Neil, if they allowed a system of participation rather than this forced extortion? And then every six I mean, years when they go broke, what do they say? we got to make it better. How are we going to make it better? I mean, We're going to take more know, money from the people who pay. I mean, how? I mean, I don't know anybody, you know, from the bottom that, that could actually... Yeah. I'll tell you what I have noticed, Neil. Since Joe Biden was allowed to steal the most important office in the world, I think the bums all have new shoes. Have you noticed that too? You know, the other thing, for the, yeah. the, the other one joke, uh, I think, when Biden first took office was how do you tell the difference between a Democrat and a Republican? And one's was the Republican signs a check on the front. And the Democrat signs the check on the back. Yeah, I wish that were true for all Republicans. Thank you very much, Neil. Tony in Riverside. Hey, Sean. So, just kind of a ironic situation. We'll never get the get to the bottom of the fires in Hawaii because the police commander of Lahani uh-huh. happens to be the same police commander that was the commander in Las Vegas during the massacre. Whoa, 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 whoa. Are you certain about this? Did you do the research? I did. So the guy in, in, yep. in Vegas, who, when the guy shot the people at the country music, he, yep. what was the investigation? They ever really, they never really got, they, they stif- we, stumbled us We never us got along, answers. We so never people really got people lost answers. interest. And then he, get, he goes, he moves to Maui and gets a job there as the police chief? At, at Lahani. Yep, police right. commander. I got $100 to your nickel that he's a registered Democrat. You want a piece of that action? Because I could use it. Oh, nickel. no, I already know he is. And yeah. he's uh, working with them. Yeah, wonderful. Tony in Riverside, thank you very much. 312-642-5600. Call Sean now. 312-642-5600. AM560. The answer. Squirrel cam is down, so I had to draw a stick figure of Squirrel. I like to look at them. You find them comforting. And these are times we need to be comforted because the fact of the matter is very simple. There is a rogue administration that was put in place by a corrupt government. It's that simple. So as the news of the corruption breaks, you're going to see the, cor- the most corrupt areas in the country distract the American people. And that's exactly what we're waiting for in Georgia. But uh, what we have is a problem. The bureaucracies need to be torn asunder and rebuilt. So we've got uh, a lot of slip and fall distraction this weekend. My favorite is the slimy lawyer, another Democrat, for Hunter Biden. How do you say his first name? A-D-D-E. What is it? Addy? Let's just call him Slippy. Slippy, scummy, Democrat, lawyer for Hunter Biden. Within that plea memorandum that was released, it details a number of uh, Hunter Biden's financial transactions. He was in the throes of addiction. He wasn't able to pay his taxes at that time, but he also had income from a Chinese business conglomerate, an infrastructure investment. Co- whoa, 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 whoa. He was in the throes of addiction, and he was unable to pay his taxes at that time. So an interesting thing happened. I happened to be watching this when this clip went down. He was making $1 million. Him. This is not that phony pass-through of corruption LLC, Rosemont Seneca. This is the crack-smoking scum. Sister-in-law banging fruit of the loins of the other dimwit, some call president. $1 million from a Chinese business conglomerate. 
$500,000. This is the same year. From a Chinese infrastructure investment company. 500000 from the Ukrainian energy company. 70000 from a Romanian-related business that he was involved in. 48000 from multinational law firm. So this low-life, wretched piece of dung was making $2.5 million a year and he couldn't pay his taxes? You almost have to admire the way the media, that they still call themselves, I mean, these talking mannequins, these failed models and wannabe actresses and actors, how they help to destroy our country. Company, a Ukrainian energy company, a Romanian business. Is there any chance that any of this crossed a line? If you say crossed a line, here's again what we know. Five years, thorough investigation, looking... Shut up. Shut up, you filthy... I only am... The only thing that gets me through the whole interview is that I know there's a reason the mailman goes to his house on Sunday. I love it when I see their third wives all cruising around Starbucks looking for some 19-year-old jocker on the side because she's stuck with this slime ball. At the Chinese, the energy company, the other foreign businesses he did, that was not something that wasn't looked at. Think of it this way. Don't ever tell me how to think of something, scumbag. I know what it was. He's a bag man. He's good at nothing except knocking up strippers and smoking crack. In fact, I think he's a connoisseur of dope and scum. That's what he is. He's like one of those guys who tastes the wine in the fancy restaurants. That's what he is for dope and whores. And that's all he is. So don't pretend he's anything special. He is a conduit of corruption. And I'll tell you another thing, slimy. I think it doesn't stop at Joe Biden. No, no, no. I think it went all the way up to the greatest land speculator in Ho- how was how was Obama's house on the on the ocean in Hawaii? Did it burn? I think it's all right. I think so is the other one in, in Martha's Vineyard. I think that his accumulation of what seventy to hundred million in real estate. I don't think it's from book sales. I think he's as crooked as Grand Avenue or Joe Biden as well too. That's what I think, slimy. So now talk to the Democrats, because they're stupid enough to believe you. What did this group of prosecutors, who are Republicans appointed by Donald Trump, what did they have as a motive to turn the other way to anything that they found that would have indicated... They were appointed by Trump, who was a Democrat. In fact, very close with Clinton. Should have seen all of this coming, but he didn't. But that's not the problem. You see, the problem is the area. It's Delaware. It's like Chicago with fresher air. That's all it is. It's another Democrat mafia stronghold. And I remember how they operate. Wherever there's a Democrat, wherever there's a sympathizer to government supremacy, there's always a loyalist to corruption. Secretary Austin, are you capable of assessing whether another has the will to fight? No, we're not. And uh, that's the point that the chairman made earlier. That's just like an incredibly disappointing thing for the Secretary of Defense to simply say, I can't assess whether someone has the will to fight. But it is consistent with your record. I mean, during the Obama administration, I think they gave you about $48 million to go train up some folks in Syria to go take on the Assad government. And I think your testimony was that only four or five survived first contact with the enemy. So what confidence should this committee have in you or should the country have in you when you... The reason I played that is aside from what we've experienced this weekend, due to the foreign policy of corruption of the mafia, tens of thousands of people were killed. Not only that, the people who are in charge of it, like the Raytheon broker Lloyd Austin, the reason they were given money was also to stage coup d'etats. Coup d'etats 
have many facets. January 6th was a coup d'etat. That wasn't any kind of insurrection. That was a government-staged action to use as an excuse the powers that are beating the Americanism out of America. That's that simple. We'll be back after this. Make money, smoke cigars, and live free on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy, because it feels so My next guest is somebody that, if you haven't read one of his 30 books, after you read it, you come to the conclusion, he's not just wicked smart and a professor. He's an investigative reporter, and the way in which he writes is, is a phenomenal example of how to teach people exactly the principles of the subject he's writing about. I, I, I mean, it, I love the way he writes. He's Dr. Jerome Corsi, and uh, he's continuing to write. How are you, Doc? Charles, great to be back with you. I'm, I'm fine. Thank you. So now 30 books, and I know you, so I happen to know how you started from really an, an economic perspective, and you love the economy, and you're an economist, and from that you go into history and politics, which you need if you like economics. You have to know all of these things, so it's a natural evolution. But what you've done is, is, is find a way to explain why we're victims of the government gangsterism. And that's the only way you can explain it. I was thinking of you last week with this story. I want you to hear this. New this morning, electric bus and truck maker Proterra says it's seeking Chapter 11 bankruptcy protection from a federal court in Delaware. The ca- now, the reason I love that story is because that is the stock that Jennifer Granholm had, one of. And Jennifer Granholm acquired the stock, then acquired the position of, of uh, energy secretary. She didn't put it on her disclosures. When it was brought to the attention after a policy which drove that stock from $6 to $25, she sold it when it was brought to the attention of everybody. She sold it. When I look at the weekly range, it's between $25 and 65 cents was the high, and the low was $21.25. So she sold it in that $5.20 something range. The stock now trades at 12 cents. And this is the kind of government profiteering that these political whores have been doing for decades. And if you did it in the private sector with some knowledge, because you talked to Jennifer Granholm, you'd go to jail. What exactly, how can we bring this to the attention of the, of, of, of the public? This is an outrage to me. Well, I think you're exactly right. I mean, these are, it, it, it's common in Washington, even Congress has had you know, a legal ability to do this insider trading. And uh, these laws need to be changed because clearly you can't have government officials who are trading on the stock market with knowledge of being able to affect policy and then gaining like this on stocks. I mean, it's really unconscionable. But But yet it won't be investigated because she is a woke Democrat. But this is why they perpetrate the hoax. 
because of the absolute policy profiteering that this country has normalized, where you're, it's far more beneficial for somebody to go into government if you want to make a tax-free, risk-free existence, just go there. And you're going to be fine because they're all in on this fraud. And now that they keep notching it up, I mean, I remember in the 70s, it was the freeze. Then it was the change. Then it was warming. Then it was the change again. Every time they're wrong, they just change the name. And I recognize they did it a couple of weeks ago. What is it now called? Well, it's, it's, it's clearly insider trading, no matter what you call it, because all they're doing is betting on sure things. And since they're policymakers, they can bet on sure things because they make the policy. I'd rather Jennifer Granholm worry about this ESG trading, which is costing retired people a lot of money. But she's not going to worry about that because, you know, she's on the uh, she's on the inside of this climate hysteria, and she's going to benefit from it. And now they've morphed it into global boiling. So what does this lead to? What did you uncover? Well, what I'm worried about is that they're they're building uh, a, a case here uh, to say to the American public, we got to have a we're going to have a climate emergency, and now we're going to have a climate lockdown because they're changing the terminology. And all we've got is a very warm summer. I mean, the sun is in sun cycle 25, which is hotter than 24. We had a huge explosion of an underwater volcano, which threw water vapor into the sky. This Tonga volcano, probably the most massive underground volcanic explosion ever recorded. And now we've got also the El Nino currents in the Pacific, which uh, cause more warming. So it's, it's a warm summer, but mm-hmm. it's not earth boiling. That is just hot. That's just complete hysteria and has political purposes behind it, which involve a lockdown and again, a destruction of capitalism and advancement of this neo-Marxist agenda to end the use of hydrocarbon fuels you know I, we should just call oil renewable and maybe we'll fool them because the reality is this entire thing is one giant diversion of fact and i notice now when they give you heat they give you heat with the index and they still can't break records that we set in the 30s that we set in 1908 that we set in 1888 in fact the data only goes till 1885 or 80 right uh, that's right. And, you know, you basically got a situation where if we told the truth about this, we had a medieval warming period. Uh, the sun is responsible mostly for the high heat and temperature of the earth. And we've had fluctuations in that. We wait a while. We'll have an ice age. But it's not because of carbon dioxide. It's because of the Milankovitch cycles. And the earth is going to get eventually a more elliptical orbit, like an egg shape, will move farthest from the sun, which will happen again, maybe another 10,000 years, maybe longer. We will be in an ice age, and it has nothing to do with carbon dioxide. Well, the other problem they have is the fact that there's still some of us left who understand that CO2 is food for plants. I mean, I understand that the education system was taken over by the Marxist mafia, but when did they stop teaching photosynthesis? Well, they're only teaching now, uh, you know, what is your gender and uh, <laughs> racism, racism, racism. Yeah. They don't have enough time for photosynthesis. I mean, but you're actually ex- exactly right. And taking carbon dioxide out of the atmosphere, this carbon capture, is going to hurt agriculture. The, the, we need, if you're worried about carbon dioxide, plant more trees. That's, that's a basic right. solution to the problem. 
Well, not only that, we have planted we have planted trees. In fact, it wasn't when I say we, it wasn't the government. It was logging companies. This is something that I find astonishing as their biofuel, their biomass is actually taking off tops of mountains in a way coal miners would have never done. And this is starting to get some traction. I'm wondering, do you see are people are more and more people coming to your your articles, to your seminars, to your books? Are you seeing a change in understanding? I am. The, my, this book I've done is, you know, the one on the truth about energy, climate change, global warming, continues to do extremely well a year after it's published. It, it's still selling briskly, and my articles are being read, and, you know, my podcasts are covering this subject. I think people are catching on that this is a lie, and that we've had changes and fluctuations in the Earth's climate over million years, 4.6 billion years of Earth history, four extinctions before human beings ever got on the planet, and it was not human. the little cavemen with their carbon fires in the caves that caused the last ice age to go away. Carbon dioxide is not a driver of Earth temperature in, a, in, a, in any significant or major way. In a way, I think uh, Joe Biden is actually doing the side of truth and research and fact. He, our side, for lack of a better word, he's doing us a favor. Because as Joe Biden demands, the argument is over. The reality is most people are aware Joe Biden is a two-bit whore. And he's in on the take. And I think these stories of Granholm, whether they're ignored by the mainstream medias, is irrelevant to me. Because the fact of the matter is, I think more and more people are understanding that Joe Biden is a, is a crook. And virtually everything, if not everything, that comes out of his mouth is a fraud to profit from. And how many examples? I remember reading in just the Great Oil Conspiracy, I think you had 800 footnotes. In The Truth About Global Warming, you had 1,000 footnotes, right? Yes, that's right. That's so, right. I, I mean, I, I, how much longer do we have to entertain these hucksters? Or will there be somebody courageous enough to stand up in a public forum? Do you think you, there's one of the candidates out there that can reject the premise of, of, of this sky-is-falling, chicken-little philosophy of the eco-Nazi? Well, I, I think that Donald Trump will clearly do it. And I think that uh, Robert Kennedy Jr. may be coming around, but the... The fact is that human beings have not a very significant impact on the climate. Forces are much too great. Uh, the currents of the ocean, these you know, volcanoes like Tonga, the Earth's rotation around the sun. You know, the people should calm down. The uh, summer is hot, and this one may be a <laughs> hot summer, but you know that's because of the Earth's tilt, and we're Northern Hemisphere is pointed towards the sun, and it happens every year, and carbon dioxide isn't changing the fundamental forces that cause summer to happen, or including hot summers, which this may be one. Human beings also have terrible qualities like envy and self-loathingness. That's really what is promoting this self-neutering of true progress and prosperity. And uh, I'm wondering, do, do the average supporter of eco-Nazis, the average Democrat, do they understand exactly who is in on the so-called alternatives? Do they understand it's the same big oil that they hate that built the alternatives that make more money and and laugh all the way to the bank? I'm sure they don't. I'm sure they, this has become a, a secular religion on the left. It's become, uh, they, they don't want discussion. They don't want to tolerate real science. They don't want their arguments to be disagreed with. 
You know, you get climate hysterics out there thinking the world is going to end if we don't eliminate carbon dioxide. The Biden administration is so crazy they want to block the sun by putting chemicals in the air. I mean, these are (laughs) nutty ideas. I mean, you know, I'm going back to to when you were, you stopped in the investment world, what what year, like the 80s or the 90s when you stopped? Uh, I stopped, uh, well, 90s really, in the 90s. Okay, so I was just getting started. And the ideas that are floated, if they were brought to investors, private investors, with a prospectus, they would be laughed out of meetings. Yet all they need to do is utter it. And the, the public has no say, and billions of dollars are tossed at it. Is there a way, I mean, I see, they say we have a Republican majority. Have they been able to stop any of the waste, fraud, and abuse of the Biden agenda in the eco-profiteering world? I think Congress is becoming increasingly irrelevant. Yeah. I mean, even these hear- hearings are holding where they show that Biden committed all these crimes. Well, the Justice Department is so politicized, it does nothing about it. All you've got is a kabuki show, is a kabuki theater, you know, song and dance in the Congress. They tell you how bad Biden is. and That's supposed to solve something. Uh, all the money is going into solar and wind. It's going to be like Solyndra under Obama. Those who are backing Biden or backing the climate agenda or a client, the BlackRock investments, these people will benefit from solar and wind, wind because there's government money pouring into it like crazy. Not because it's economically sound. It was, if you had a battery, a flashlight battery, that would use solar energy or wind and power a city, you wouldn't need a government subsidy. Private industry would produce it. This technology doesn't work, and the money will largely be stolen. stolen. The project will fail, and nobody will be prosecuted. I remember years ago talking about uh, economic fundamentals and principles and what the idea of a, of a strong private economy versus a, a weak corporatist economy. Often the weak corporatist economy is more profitable for those corporatists in it. But we can't really have a strong economy if the fundamental common denominator of everything, the, the best renewable energy on the planet called oil, is above $60 a barrel. So now people are used to it being 80 85 90 the reality is the corporatists who control that arena they love the democrats more than a free market don't they well yeah, the demand for hydrocarbon fuels is probably greater than ever yeah and the first book i wrote i wrote in, you know on this black gold stranglehold in 2005 2006 i predicted that oil would be at 100 dollars a barrel and everybody said that I, was, I was crazy of course it <laughs> went there and i'm saying today you know, we are going to have a massive economic downturn uh, mm-hmm. in the fall. I, I, I don't see that it's avoidable. They're lying about inflation. You know, the uh, inflation is eating away the, the middle class. Go look and see how much $100 buys you at the grocery store. Oh. And these BRIC nations, you know, the um, Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa are at the end of this month in August going to form a international currency to compete with the dollar in international trade that is backed by commodities and gold. That's going to be devastating to the United States dollar internationally. They deserve to, to be de-dollarized. I mean it. And I say that as, a, as, as an extremely proud American. When you see the principles of our country be bastardized, when you see traders hold this kind of power, when you see the inside profiteering and insider trading of an entire party, at that point, why would the rest of the world 
go along to get along. And then you realize, Dr. Jerome Corsi, when you look at our allies, they're exactly in on the scam the way the Democrat Party is. There's no integrity anymore in this, in this sector. When you hear crime doesn't pay, I know you've been a trader all your life. Do you ever buy a stock when it was $3 and sell it at $25 and watch it go to $0.12? Cents? Do you ever do that in all of your fundamental studies, all of the economics you've ever learned no. and studied? Do you ever hit a home run like that? No, absolutely not. Yeah. Well, you know where you hit a home run? With every one of your books that you write. I absolutely I, I, I love every book you write. And I want to know, are you working on another one? Because I was a, a year since we did, the, you know, since I, because I, I want to help you with everything you sell. I think you're one of the most important authors out there, and you can change the trajectory of a corrupt nation. Oh, I, I'm writing a book. I'm just going to be about to finish the manuscript uh, that will shock the nation on the JFK assassination. And uh, it'll be out before the end of the year. All right. It's Good. Called I'm... JFK, the final word, and I'm just about finishing it with, with a very, very well-respected researcher in the JFK community. All right, now last time I called you, I bothered you. You were on the 16th hole. You had about an 80-yard shot. Did you beat your opponent, or did you lose? <laughs> I, I'm not going to make a living at golf. So. <laughs> well, you don't have to. Dr. Jerome Corsi, one of the most important authors right now. I appreciate you making time for me, as always. Thank you, Doc. Always happy to be with you. I'll come back anytime you ask, Sean. Thank you. God bless. Thank you. you too. We'll be back with your calls and comments. I was listening to the Sean Thompson show. I am saddened that this guy supposedly represents us. I mean, I am appalled. He's just disgusting. Sexist pig. And an absolute disgrace. Thank you. Giant profiteering scam. What's the matter, Squirrel? Did you forget to hit the button? I know you're giving me the finger. I can't see you, but I'm pretty sure you are. In the meantime, this entire eco-Nazism, this has nothing to do with the environment. These idiots can't make a policy work. You think they're going to change the fracking weather? But what they do is profit and profit and profit. California Company is a supplier of buses for transit systems across the nation, including Greenville. President Biden took a virtual tour of the Greenville factory in 2021 to highlight electric vehicle makers. According to Pro- That's when the stock rallied like crazy. From a mere couple of bucks all the way up to 25. And today, 12 cents. 12 fracking cents. Tara, it intends to maintain normal operations and will file motions with the court to use existing capital to... So you know what that means? That means we'll flip the bill while they pretend to be an electric bus company. Well, if you're selling them to these Democrat ghettos, you better have gun turrets hanging off the back of them. In the meantime, you idiots have any more ideas? Thousand percent. That is the book. Bring it to a dead stop. I saw another whale had washed up. It's becoming a pattern. Is it the windmills? Is it the pounding of the seafloor? How many whales is it going to take? Now, when I heard this, this is a preview to a new documentary called Throned, "Thrown to the Wind." When I heard this, I said, "What are you talking about? Pounding on the floor? How could that kill whales?" I want you to hear a recording. This is from inside a house. That's hundreds of yards away from the beach. Many places where the North Atlantic right whale can go. It's destined to extinction. It sounds like they're like it's on a pile drive. What the United States is looking at is thousands of wind turbines in an area that our whales, our dolphins, our marine life, where they live, where they migrate, where they breed. 
It's only when they started going into the wind lease areas that we believe that the whales are dying. So those red dots are... So, the harm to wildlife, unquantifiable. Now, imagine that all over. Because Europe has been buying this bull dung and profiteering because we've been bribing them through accords. The climate accord. And every rat Democrat in the world's been promoting this. In the meantime, what's it really doing for the economy of these countries? What is it? The data in Deutschland is... It's pretty bad, I'm afraid. It looks like the German economy is really having a hard time getting out of this recession. Germany is the only G7 nation forecast to contract this year. Given the energy crisis, that may not be a total shock. But weak demand in China, the automaker's biggest market, isn't helping either. Yeah, the, the, the Chinese aren't buying Mercedes anymore, Volkswagens, the people's car. In the meantime, you can't buy oil. Unless you buy it from Rutin, Tootin, Putin. How's Rutin, Tootin, Putin been doing? Oh, he's been doing swimmingly. In fact, his economy overtook Germany's. Yes, it's true. With all the sanctions and everything, Rutin, Tootin, Putin has never been doing better. And uh, why would that be? Is it because we're so virtuous and they're so evil? Or is it because we've never been right with foreign policy? Except if you're in on it, like Lloyd Austin. Lloyd Austin, who has been selling for Raytheon, in between. In fact, in 2016, immediately after the Obama administration, he went to Raytheon, where his compensation was $500,000 in salary, $2.7 million in stock options. Now he's the most important person in, the, in, in our military when it comes to weapons and buying weapons. What do you think his stock op- options are worth now? Now confess to us, and whether it's the swing and a, a miss in Afghanistan that General Milley talked to the Senate about yesterday, total failure or whether it was your failures in Syria, you don't seem capable to look at a fighting force and determine whether or not they have the will. Well, Is that an embarrassing thing? recall, Congressman, that uh, the end result was a, a, uh, uh, the SDF that we stood up that was very, very instrumental in turning the, the, the tide of, uh, of, of battle up in Syria. Oh, yeah. Turned turn it so much, you've got Assad in power in Syria, you've got the Taliban in power in Afghanistan. I mean... Where have you been? The focus was the focus was ISIS, Congressman. I want to know what your Raytheon stock. Hey, you whore! I want to know what your Raytheon stock is worth, and then we'll talk about the hundreds of thousands of people you've killed to make it afterwards. And we and and those forces uh, had significant uh, effect on on the well, ISIS it, network. It just seems like you're chronically bad at this, and you have admitted that. I guess, which is to your credit. But, you know, when <laughs> when people in the military, like Lieutenant Colonel Stuart Scheller, stand up and demand accountability, when they say that you all screwed up, when they point out that General Milley's statement that the Tal- you know, that, that the government of Afghanistan is not going to get defeated by the Taliban, well, he ends up in the brig. And you all end up in front of us, and your former employer Raytheon ends up with a lot of money, and we have poured cash and blood and credibility into a Ghani government that was a mirage. It fell immediately. And while the guy sitting next to you was off, you know, talking to Phil Rucker and was off doing his thing with Bob Woodward, we were buying into the big lie. The big lie that this, that this was ever going to be successful and that we could ever rely on the Afghanistan government. Billions. Six trillion in the Pentagon in 20 years. Missing. We have no idea where it is. And what happens when you when you ask some some very important questions? What happens when you ask this whore, hey, dummy, what are your stock options worth? How many people have you killed? What is the percentage 
of innocent people killed by your drone strikes, the one that you pay Raytheon $3 million for, a bombing. Lloyd Austin climbed every rung in the Army, starting at West Point and rising all the way to four-star general, many times breaking barriers as the first African-American ever to hold the job. There we go. He did this, by the way, before all of the Democrats were able to help him. He actually did it because he got in on his own. There's probably not a job that I had since I was a lieutenant colonel where some people didn't question whether or not I was qualified to, to take that job. Oh, I'm not questioning whether you're qualified. I say you're on the take, whore. Yes, I know what, how much the Raytheon stock is worth. I really do. And I know how much is at stake. That's why I know the third world coup you perpetrated on these people in January 6th on America is paying off big time for you. Now, this is indeed a proud day, but I want to take a moment to mark a painful milestone. As you know, more than 300 nominations for our outstanding general and flag officers are now being held up in the United States Senate. Good. Good. The entire military industrial, I mean, I mean the entire thing, needs to be ripped down. Because now what they're very comfortable doing is using these third world tactics these coup d'etats right here in this country. We had limited skirmishes. We had some skirmishes afterwards uh, down by uh, BLM Plaza with some of the uh, Antifa groups uh, and some of the BLM groups. But coming into it, absolutely zero with the intelligence that we know now existed, talking about attacking the Capitol, killing my police officers, attacking members of Congress and killing members of Congress. None of that was included in the intelligence coming up to... That you received. Correct. But others received that intelligence. Well, we now know... FBI, DHS, was swimming in that intelligence. We also know now that the military seem to have some very concerning intelligence as well. Yeah, because they're the perpetrators. So this is what we know um, for a fact. And I'll tell you, um, I'm not the only chief that was in the dark. You, you look at Robert Conti, head of the largest police department in Washington, D.C. He also said the same thing. He wasn't getting the same notifications like the Norfolk memo that came out the day before. He didn't get it. So Steve D'Antuano, who's the Washington field office um, uh, FBI. FBI director, does he have any Raytheon stock? You look at the GAO report that came out February of this year. It talks about um, multiple emails. Is the GAO report, or the, maybe, no, it's a Senate report that just came out um, in July, just last month. Talks about multiple emails going to Steve D'Antuano on Sunday, Monday, uh, and some probably Tuesday, just the days before, talking about the violence that they're predicting coming up to the Capitol. And I have a video call with him on that Tuesday and nothing said about it. I mean, that's, he didn't mention that's that. not a word. Maybe he had Proterra stock. <laughs> AM 560, The Answer. So sadly, when uh, Studio Xanadu is electronically attacked, I don't think it's the Chinese communists. I think it's our government. Rich, Indian Head Park. Hey, Sean, how was the weekend? Splendid. Good. Anytime I get to leave, I'm always happy. You know. (laughs) Listen, uh, Biden's been playing president for the last two and a half years. Okay. All right. And in that time, he's taking 316 vacation days. That's like 40% of the time he's not there. Yeah, he's been off for 50 and, weeks. 50 right. weeks. And he, it's awesome. Yeah, and then he comes back, and a question's asked, what do you think of the deaths and the devastation in Hawaii? And he says he has no comment. The president of the United States has no comment what's going on. Rich, he's not Hawaii? the president. He's not the president. Oh, my. He's a well, figurehead. Well, I said that. He's a figurehead. Come on. Exactly. And, and, and I think we should celebrate that he's taken 50 weeks off. Imagine the damage he could have done if he pretended to go to work. I like when he takes time off. 
Craig, I'm on Greenwood. Hey, Sean, thanks for taking my call. And uh, your rant with the uh, Biden scum family and everything is epic. You got to get somebody that has that stuff on some tape and everything like that so you can play it off and everything like music. Uh, they're, fil- they're, they're easy to spot the filthy animals, the stupid idiots. You know, here's the funny thing. The kid never was anything. Never was anything. Lawyer my ass. What lawyer? Yeah. What, what did he do? I mean, you get a law degree. I remember when my buddy got his. It's a license to steal. In a way, it is, unless you're honest. That's why it's like any other occupation. There's about a third that are great people. The other two-thirds, they're in on it. They're absolutely in on it. And if they're not, they want to be. Can you imagine paying a couple dollars for a stock goes up to $25? You make $1.6 million, nobody questions you? Nobody. And the only reason you made that money is because you're in charge of the bureau that made the decision to give this company out of obscurity a tremendous contract. I mean, it's, it's, it's unbelievable. And no one will question it. No one in government will say anything except, when's the next one? That's why Stinky Hammer's Pelosi. How else do you think he can afford to drive around in an Aston Martin with his boyfriend in the car? Huh? All right. Let's go to Scott Sycamore. Hey, Sean. How's it going? Wonderful. How are you? So I I, I know you're talking about January 6th, and I got to throw something out there because I really want to get – I have two things. So it kind of frosts my ass a little bit that nobody talks about the fact that months leading up to January 6th, you had Antifa and Black Lives Matter groups – posting all over their social media that they wanted their members to show up dressed as Trump supporters, show up dressed as patriots, cause problems, basically stirring up their base. And conservative groups were posting this stuff saying, this is what these idiots are planning. Please be aware of it. And yet all that stuff mysteriously disappeared and nobody said anything. Then you add to the mix that you had police officers opening gates and barriers and literally waving people into the Capitol. And, yeah, nobody talks about that. Everybody well, I, talks I, I, about, oh, you know, this. Aside from all that, you've got to this day people sitting in jail. You've got the copper that, that wouldn't uh, uh, plead guilty. The Chicago copper, he was a kid. He was 29 years old. Him and his sister, they're going to get railroaded. These kids are going to go to jail. It's, an attri- it's, it's, it's insane. It's insane what we're watching. But what you're watching really is what third world people are used to. This is a coup d'etat by our government. There's no question in my mind. None. That's just my opinion. What's yours? I lose you. you? Know, I think it's just a. I think it's just a big scam. I think they're just trying to railroad. But it's a scam with a great. It's a scam country. with a great outcome, and the outcome is that this mafia has never made more money. And it gets more and more money. And the the real thing is, we need to focus on why it has so much money, who signed the deal, and make sure it never happens again. Because if we do that, maybe maybe we can have a chance. But if not, then the numbers are just going to get bigger. The numbers are going to get bigger. The stocks will get more profitable. The insider trading will flourish. This is what we're really facing. And what we're facing is 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 a travesty. 312-642-5600. 312-642-5600. My clips are not working, Squirrel. We uh, will iron out the electrical problems, and I have a fantastic guest coming up. We will be back after this. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now... 
with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America. He's here to seize back our rights from the government with a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other. He's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like on top of me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy, because it feels so empty without me. When it comes to questions about the macro or micro, I go to E.J. Antoni. Because the reality is, I believe in a fundamental, principled economy. Those days are gone. We have a government, supremacist, corporatist economy that runs on fraud. So I'm out of my depth when it comes to talking about the economy. My next guest has adapted because he lives in Washington. He's used to stepping over scourge and ghettos and scum. He's survived and he's adapted. He doesn't like it and he fights against it, but he's doing the best he can. Let me ask you something, E.J. and Tony from the Heritage Foundation. Is there anybody who couldn't do worse or better, I should say? Is there anybody who couldn't do better? Anybody that you know when it comes to Federal Reserve decisions? Or or is this such an obvious controlled demolition of our economy that I'm right and the people in power are traitors to our system. Oh, my goodness, Sean. You know, it goes back to something that we've said many times before. If these people were intentionally trying to destroy the country, what would they do differently? And the answer to that is absolutely nothing. Now, you and I know the velocity of money is what's really the most important thing, aside from the money being organic and private. But when you have this entire entity called the Federal Reserve, who openly admits what we're going to do is choke off the velocity of money. We're going to destroy the opportunity for the ordinary man to take advantage of capitalism, to take advantage of the banking structure. And we're going to put him into a hurting position where his debt that he already accumulated is going to cost tremendously more. That is no other... No other way to describe that than than intended bankruptcies. And that's what we're really experiencing throughout our economy, are we not? Uh, absolutely. The, the way the Fed essentially does business is it creates money for the bureaucrats to spend, but then there's too much money, and then we get inflation, and the people aren't happy with that. So the Fed, to fight inflation, you would think, would just take the money back from the bureaucrats, but it doesn't. It takes it from you and me instead. So the same people that incentivized you to go out and to get into debt with these obscenely low interest rates are now reversing course and penalizing you with higher rates, and they're going to do exactly like you said. They're going to bankrupt you. They're going to make you lose your job. That is that is literally the goal, because they have to take money from you. Sell. Now, to their credit, there's something going on that's never gone on before. And what that is, is that the government, simultaneously from destroying the honest man's opportunities and from controlling the percentage in which he'll pay on debt, they're also funding massively into a welfare system. That's never happened simultaneously before. So when Joe Biden calls it Bidenomics, and when these Marxists talk about the bottom up and the middle out and all the other bull dung, what they really are doing is a transformation from the principles of property, private property, into the commingling and, corp- and, and, and I want to call it corporatism, but it's not. It's gover- government takeover of your life. And it's really kind of fascinating to watch as numbers would come out bad and would destroy the the principles of our nation and the people would rise up and say, we've had enough of this guy. He is middling it 
by massively increasing welfare benefits. Is anybody really talking about the fact we've doubled both food stamps and housing vouchers? That's something that's kind of unique. And how does that turn out? Because I, I, I'll be honest with you, I don't know as you watch these welfare rolls grow at a tremendously alarming pace. Yeah, Sean, that's a, it's a really, really great question. One of the amazing things, though, is that when you ask this administration about exactly that topic and you ask them about the growing welfare rolls, they don't see it as a problem. They see it as a harbinger of success. They're yeah. proud of the fact that they have more people on welfare because they don't view it as dependency, at least not publicly, right? The way they talk about it publicly is that we're helping all these poor people. Never mind the fact that we made them poor in the first place, right? Forget the fact that it's our right. fault. I'm just, you know, I'm now going to make it look like uh, like I'm Mr. Generous here, handing out, uh, you know, handing out yeah. all these gifts to the people that I impoverished in the first place. But this all plays into the fact that one of the reasons why the jobs numbers look so good right now, the unemployment rate is artificially low, the labor force participation rate is artificially high because the overall labor labor force is incredibly depressed. You know why? Because the number of people on disability right now has exploded under this president. And as a consequence of that, these economic numbers look much, much better than they really are. And the government paying these people welfare to boot well you know it's interesting i did a uh, i started my show with exposing a true fraud in our government called u visas and it's a manipulated contorted way to circumvent immigration law but when you talk about disability i i nicknamed it very early on in my show the ghetto lotto because the reality is disability is a far better deal than just welfare there are a lot less questions and a lot more money and yet there has never been a purging of our of our disability welfare system nobody really knows how many people are truly disabled because you have to remember in these democrat areas in chicago alone we come from an area where one state facility one had 37 employees that were just found uh, uh, guilty of frauding the ppp system so when you get this many people that are willing to lie and cheat and steal how does it look in the future because i don't see a call among elected officials the way I did in the 90s when they wanted and demanded welfare reform because of the people wanted it. The people aren't rising up and demanding welfare. Is the timing right? Have they psychologically overthrown the philosophy of the American citizen? Are there more Americans, in your opinion, that want to be on this welfare role than do not, than rejected it in the 90s? Oh, compared to the 90s, it definitely seems like we have a lot more entitled Americans today who would rather be on welfare or work. It's amazing how uh, work in America has really lost so much of, of the dignity that it used to have. I mean, there was a time in this country, you have to go back a few decades, but there was a time when people were ashamed to be on welfare. Now people are making YouTube videos uh, and, and yeah. doing TikTok and all the other garbage about how to get on welfare and how to exploit the system and the different ways to fill out paperwork and whatnot. I mean, never mind the fact that, that a lot of what they're doing is, is criminal, but the fact remains that, that people are proud to actually be doing it. So it's a it's a cultural problem at this point in America. And the propaganda that goes along with it isn't just that Bidenomics is working and the rest of it, because the people that support Joe Biden are either in on the fraud themselves or too stupid to realize it. But the propaganda of what's happening around the world, I find astonishing. For instance, it was just um, revealed that Russia has overtaken Germany 
and economic standing in the world. All the sanctions on, on Russia, Russia has actually done better than all of Europe. And I'm wondering, is that the same thing that's happening in China? Because when Joe Biden says that China is on a, a, on a time bomb of, of bankruptcy, he really means us. And is China in a more economic peril than we are? No, I, I'm not sure they are. And what's funny is that Joe Biden cites all the wrong reasons for why China is doing bad. I mean, the, the fact is that their, their one-child policy was completely disastrous. Uh, aborting so many of their children, especially girls, was just a complete and total disaster. So their birth rate has, has collapsed. The population growth has collapsed. The youth unemployment is essentially at record highs right now. They have all kinds of problems, but it all stems from the fact that they put these disastrous demographic policies in place, and the government thought that any time it needed anything, it could just print money to pay for it. Oh, gee, sounds a little like what Joe Biden has done here. And, I mean, again, the fact is that China does not have a a reserve currency around the world. The United States does. So China doesn't have... Uh, anything to lose in that regard. If we lose that, it is game over for the United States dollar and largely the U.S. economy. China, for all of its faults, doesn't have that risk. It's funny because it does appear we are losing this. You and I talk about it often. There's only a few shows that even mention it. But the BRICS movement and the rest of the de-dollarization is really kind of creeping up. When you see the turmoil that's going on with the failed coups and the successful coups, and when you see that Saudi Arabia, which really is a big piece of the puzzle, has decided to side with our enemies in spite of all of the corruption and wars and mayhem we've perpetrated on their behalf, do you think that um, the the de-dollarization of the world will get some notice in the regular propaganda media? I mean, at this point, it's kind of undeniable now what's going on, isn't it? It, you know, it is. And and when you see people like uh, I, your favorite woman in the country, I know, Janet Yellen, uh, oh, you know, be, be still your beating heart. Yes. <laughs> but when, when even she is willing to acknowledge the fact that de-dollarization is real and it's going faster than she anticipated it would, I mean, when she is willing to admit it, you know it's a problem. And Xi Jinping is doing something we're not. He's expanding his capability for energy and even the phony energy. In fact, he holds all the cards when it comes to the new agenda of the eco-Nazi, the American eco-Nazi, in this green energy boondoggle. He has now, as of a couple days ago, a handful of days ago, said, I think we're going to regulate how we sell the, the minerals and the necessities in the green energy movement. I mean, that's really why he bribe Joe Biden, right? I mean, he put us in a position where we would have never been in without um, committing economic suicide that the Biden administration and most Democrats practice, right? Well, you know, it's amazing how Joe Biden, for all his involvement in the Chinese and everything, right? So not only is he green lighting, essentially, all of their uh, exploitative economic behaviors in order to get all of these minerals. But at the same time, what is he doing here at home? He's going around the country and blocking off areas where we have uh, uh, these rare earths, where we have things like uranium and other essential resources, and he's effectively banning any kind of production on that land. He's effectively banning uh, any removal of of any of these resources. And so we are hamstringing ourselves at home at the same time we are green lighting our our enemies abroad. We're doing the exact same thing 
uh, for, for Russia, which is a key reason why they are one of the only countries in the world right now whose manufacturing base is expanding. There's literally only about half a dozen. India is leading the way and Russia is not far behind in manufacturing. It's interesting because when you think um, what you're saying, you mean it's not for the victims of Elizabeth Warren's heritage and the cowboys. It's not for the Indians that Elizabeth Warren's family killed. It's for, in fact, the controlled demolition of our prosperity. Because one thing I find happening around the world, whether you're talking about Pakistan or Africa, it seems to be the countries that have the yellow cake are all somehow victims of our foreign policy. Are there enough people that realize what's happening in Africa isn't just a coup, but what it really is is a fight for yellow cake and uranium and the rest of it, and that's why France is bombing Niger, a country that George Bush was never allowed to say in public? <laughs> well, Sean, you know, we, we got to do our best here to, to educate the people because I think the vast majority of Americans have no idea uh, that, that slavery still exists, for example, in many parts of Africa, many parts of the Middle East. Most, most Americans are, are so culturally unaware of what goes on uh, outside of their hometowns or home cities, let alone halfway around the world. So, no, m- most Americans, I don't think, have any idea of, of the geopolitics and, and of the, the very delicate balance of resources that goes on around the world. But the other victim, the other shoe to drop that we're having right now is our own financial position. How long until we butt up against another pretend debt ceiling? And do you think the Republicans have learned from the last funding of the devastation to America that they were willing to do? Do you think there will actually be an argument this time, or will it be another rubber stamp? Well, we're, we're not going to bump up against the debt ceiling again until after the, uh, the next presidential election, because we don't even have a debt ceiling anymore. It's been suspended. So, so this we don't, thing we in don't the fall? I thought we had something oh. coming up like in October. Oh, what well, is that? So we, we, do have, we do have the appropriations fight coming up, and, and you know, we, we, are, we are pushing hard, not just Republicans, but Democrats, too. We are doing our best to to try to educate these lawmakers, which I may say is a very difficult group of people to educate. Uh, but we are doing our best to try to explain to them, look, guys, we are on the path to insolvency. We are on the path to bankruptcy here. This is not sustainable. This cannot continue. And and it is a good opportunity to once again have that fight. Um, you know, I, I, am, I am not going to hold my breath, though, in, in terms of, of the look, success we're going to have there. I, I think the bigger concern, though, in terms of, of where we're headed financially is is with what the Fed's doing. If you look at how much uh, – if remember in 2019 when, when Powell was doing the taper and they had the taper tantrum that yes. fall? Uh, yes. we, are, we are very, very close to the percent of the balance sheet coming down that caused uh, that whole uh, pseudo-calamity. And so as much as we had the problems with the banks back in March, you know, in another month or so, we very likely are going to start seeing other things break in the financial system, too. This is truly Donald Trump's weakness, surprisingly. He's the one that stroked the check for the $6 trillion that went out to be frauded. I mean, we know we know at least $3 trillion of it has been frauded through the, the COVID reaction and the money to imitate the velocity of money. Why is it you think so few? I, I've never heard one of his opponents even talk about the way in which Donald Trump was willing to send out money and give a green light to the Fed instead of audit it the way he ran on. And I'm wondering, is it something he should maybe go against and swear to never do it again? Should he cut off the criticism? Or do you think it'll just not be mentioned because people are afraid 
of the reaction of anybody who criticizes the the Trump presidency? Well, I know the president has said in private that Jerome Powell was his biggest mistake, which, you know, coming coming from Trump, who obviously made a lot of mistakes, that that's quite the statement. Uh, and, and he may very well be right in that. You know, people don't realize this, but Jerome Powell actually uh, got together before that bill was passed, because originally the Congress was debating a much smaller package that was yeah, only going to be about a trillion dollars. Yes. And Powell was the one who went in and told the senators, don't you dare pass something this small. We need to throw the kitchen sink at this thing. And I promise all the money needed to pay for it. It was Powell who actually convinced them to spend that much money. Just think, it took uh, Jerome Powell to make Hank Paulson look thrifty. This is <laughs> this is the problem. No matter what the numbers are, times it by six, and you're lucky if that's all you hit. Because the reality is, the people went crazy with an eight hundred and eighty billion dollar bailout that was Hank Paulson, but no one said anything for a six trillion dollar bill that turns out fifty percent of it, if we're lucky, was stolen. And the I think it's the lack of conversation that makes me sick because. What this means is for the next so-called emergency, whatever it is, we're going to do it again, aren't we? Well, that's again, that's what we're that's what we are fighting tooth and nail against. And I mean, we are every day. It feels like all of the people who fought in 2020 against what the government was doing are, are being vindicated. Look at what the FDA just did only a few days ago with ivermectin, where they yeah. said, Haha, just kidding. Actually, you can use this to treat for COVID. They were stripping doctors of their medical licenses. For prescribing that drug it is absolutely appalling they were destroying people's lives for per, for prescribing a cheap and easily obtained uh, drug that has been on the market for literally decades that would have saved people's lives they essentially got people killed to make a political statement you know that's why i cannot wait for the heritage foundation to get done with the fraud investigation into the reaction by the American government and COVID. I think the numbers will be staggering, and you guys are the only ones that could really put it together. Will you keep me uh, on the short list for, to come out and promote it? You bet, Sean. You bet. EJ Antoni, people at Heritage, thank you for everything you do. I appreciate it, brother. I'll talk to you soon. Sounds good. Till then. We'll be back with your calls and comments. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560, The Answer. I cannot believe we only have two segments left. Are you kidding me? 312-642-5600. Let's go to a resident Democrat supporter. I don't know why, mainly because I don't know. There's something I like about this marble mouth son of a gun. Cream Puff, Jim. Yeah, Social Security was born 85 years ago today. Poppy. And a later after, but it was 85 years ago today. Yeah. Francis Perkins uh, initiated it. Roosevelt was against it at first. He thought it would never pass, but it was so hot that summer, yeah. in that particular afternoon, that the Republicans relented. They were like, we got to get out of here. It was late in the afternoon. We're going to pass it. But that ensured Roosevelt's election for three more terms. Yeah. And in the second term, when he ran out, it, he said, you know, the people, my rich friends say, we, you know, if you raise our taxes, we're taking off. He said, born by us. Yeah. And the, and, the, and, the, and the devastation to humanity that FDR perpetrated is hard to really quantify. But the devastation to the economy is doubly hard. And it didn't start back then when you said it started in Longo, Italy 
when a Ponzi was born, because that's all it is, a fracking Ponzi scheme. And and the reason he thought it wouldn't pass. Every country in the world would look at for a a, a social security model. Germany had it. Oh, I agree with you. Most countries are are government central supremacy countries, and we're not supposed to be. It is an absolute fraud. There is no war chest. And what it has done has allowed people to be sloths and not worry about their retirement, and it's promoted more bust-outs. But... It's been a boom yeah. to the Democrat Party, who oh, was so certainly. stupid they hired a fraud, a trust fund baby liar like FDR. May he burn oh. in hell. Thank you very much. And that's exactly what that is. There is no war chest. It is not a social security program. It is a Ponzi scheme. That is another added tax to both employer and employee. And the self-employed, you really get the real job. And this idea that it exists is the problem. We should call it what it is. It's Ponzi security. It doesn't exist. They take the money and they steal it. Like uh, like J.B. Pritzker stole the PPP money, signed by a Republican, let's not forget. But uh, I do want to update a story, but we got a lot of people on the line. Let's go to the ladies. I love when the ladies call. Jan Hoffman Estates. Hey, Sean. When are you going to be nationwide? Syndicate. Anyway, but anyway. I think we are. We're in all 50 states, 32 countries. A lot of people download the yeah, show. Every you time I do the show, I go down to Florida once a month. I'm always listening to your program down there. Oh, I love it. What part do you go to? Well, I'm in Alantra, which is north central Florida, close to uh, University of Florida, Gainesville. Sure. Yes, I'm very familiar with it. Good and for I you. I love it there because it's like suburbia. It's like I have agriculture where they say eat more meat, you yeah. know, and cattle farms and, and springs and agriculture. So and the criminals, need because the government get, doesn't the criminals get prosecuted you. and shot or in some cases oh, both, which I really enjoy about Florida. Go ahead. Yeah, they do. They, I've already gotten stopped four times, but I never got a ticket. I don't know. Ah, you're lovely. I really That's locked out. I told them that's yeah. too confusing on 441. But anyway, right. um, I wanted to tell you that that Tonga um, earthquake or whatever, that was oceanic. That yeah, was the volcano. underwater. Yeah. And and all these climate uh, Nazis, there were like 90,000 um, Olympic-sized swimming pools that this water shot up into the atmosphere. So they're thinking that the atmosphere is boiling because of the heat. But it's I, I listened to a podcaster that explained the whole thing, you know. But um, and then, Here's the thing. I don't even think – I don't think they think that. I think they know – what happened, and they want to use it as a false emergency. I really do, and I think that's oh, yeah. what we're oh, yeah, dealing yeah. with. There's a climate. There's a definite climate emergency. Yeah. <laughs> these people are so stupid. I cannot believe that these Gen Z people. Wait till they wait till they find out they're not gonna they're gonna pay through the nose and they ain't gonna get shit up. I mean, Joe, yeah, I know what you mean. Jan, did you did you read the truth about energy, global warming, and climate change by Jerome Cross? I'm serious. I have no interest in the book, but did you read it by any chance? No, I did not. Jan, you, I, you, I could tell. First of all, you'll love it. Number two, I there are the one thousand people. There are one thousand footnotes. This guy, he's not writing the book of his opinion. He's a legit scientist. And when you start to look at some of his books, and you find out about the great oil conspiracy. You'll understand everything okay. as to why they even call it fossil fuel, or why for decades they pretended it was finite. It's an it's an amazing it's an amazing story, and these same guys that every that the the Democrats say they hate, they're the ones that own all the alternatives. They're making triple the money for doing a lot less work, no, which is why they support Democrats. They're getting Democrats. to make money off of yeah. uh, 
yeah. the Ponzi scheme to make money off of all the Americans. Okay. You know what's funny is I'm against I'm against conglomerates of corruption, and I'm against that kind of corruption with big oil. The problem is they have the the support of the Democrat Party, who thinks they're fighting them. The stupid idiots that they are. Thank you, Jan. Appreciate the call. Sue Clarendon Hills. Yes. Hi, Sean. Hi, Sue. Um, I just wanted to make you aware that. Um, Three days before January 6th, 6th took place, uh, on Ernie Sanders' program, which is AM 1160, mm-hmm. um, he announced station, yeah. that there were three busloads of Antifa thugs that were on the way to this place. In fact, Pastor Ernie was thinking of going, as many of us were, yeah. but we kind of then wondered what the heck this was going to be. And uh, so they, they, people knew about this uh this was a setup this, this is what the you know if you look back and you look at the uh, what the cia did in iran throughout the, yep. the decades even the 50s and all the rest of it if you see what they did in vietnam it's exactly what january 6 was yeah. and if, if in particular brazil and uh, uh chile and the rest of it this is what our cia does that's and they like this exactly because they right. can install a government that pays to their corruption and that's really what joe biden is Joe Biden is an installed coup d'etat president of America. It's the first time we've ever seen it so obvious in this country. Normally it'll happen in little Democrat hubs, but now it's uh-huh. nationwide. And, and the reality is, I think you were right to spot it. I'm, I'm sad that so many good people didn't see it, in particular when you see the Chicago cop and his sister that are going to get railroaded now. It's a, it's, oh, there have been so many victims of this thing. That yeah. It's been so unfair. It is. Uh, it's a travesty. It's just been pathetic. And Liz Cheney did so much to try to get a uh, get the media to put together a, a real um, setup, a film. And did you ever see people, Dick Cheney's the house? That were there, yeah. Just walking around after the talk with with uh, Trump, they they had their cameras uh, stolen. They, I mean, they took them from them, and they wouldn't give them back to them. Did you ever see Dick Cheney's house? They had the truth of what was going on there. They had the filming. And uh, uh, they had the barricades uh, below the stairs of the Capitol. And Uh then they took away those and opened up the building. And the police uh, of D.C. were uh, uh, telling people to come on up, come on up. That's when an elderly woman was murdered on the stairway there. You know who you sound like? You sound like the Capitol policeman who wrote a book and went on Tucker Carlson. Thank you very much, Sue. It's made me so upset about these dear people that are in the jail there. Don't be upset, Sue. And they're singing patriotic songs just to keep... I mean, they're they're the the heroes of this whole story. Sue, listen, I'm going to make it so you're never upset again. You remember through your life, you lived through a time when everybody was proud of America when they would have never tolerated the corruption that your granddaughter and your great-granddaughters will think is normal. That you, luckily, lived in an America that had the benefit of principles versus one that would allow a crooked political whore for 50 years with dementia to pretend to be president. When they first put out the notice and they were talking about having the hearing, it was only for current employees that were still in place. No No one that was no longer in place in their position in security. So think about that. Initially, when they put up the request to have the, and they put up the, they were talking about having the hearing, it would have excluded Paul Irving, would have excluded Mike Stinger, and it would have excluded me. Only three people. The three people at the top of the uh, security apparatus. People that were left in the cold, like some third world, some third world 
politicians that wanted to do the right thing as a coup d'etat was staged by a corrupt bureaucracy in America that has taken over the government. 312-642-5600. Marxists, socialists, and communists are not welcome on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. He's leaving, leaving. Is this for Awardi? Because Awardi's leaving? You don't... You could call her he. No one's going to flip her upside down to make sure if you're right or wrong. In the meantime, you may not think these stories are connected, but I want to show you the ability of our government, aside from staging a coup right in front of our eyes and the rest of them. Three Nigerian men charged with sextortion of a Michigan teen who died by suicide. This is a horrific story where a beautiful young kid, I mean a wonderful kid, uh, his name was Jordan DeMay. He was 17 years old from Michigan, the northern Peninsula, and he was being sextorted by Nigerian scallywags. All right, so they said they had him on camera doing all kinds of things, and the kid was horrified, and he kills himself. I mean, a tragedy beyond belief. And I've been following this story. Well, it turns out he was just um, the people who did this to him. Three Nigerian men were caught, and they were indicted, and they were caught, and they were caught because there's an entity out there called the Economic and Financial Crimes Division. And by tracing the little amount of money that this kid was able to pay them off the first couple of times as they kept increasing the extortion of this young man before they threatened to release on social media um, some alleged video that they had. And it was $1,000. So this organization called the, the Economic and Financial Crimes Division of our government was able to track that money. It was $1,000 and, and, and $300. And... Thankfully, they caught these Nigerian scum, two of which have the exact same name, Samuel Ogushi and then his other brother, Samson Ogushi. So Samuel and Samson, and then some other wretched soul named Ezekiel Robert, and they're going to face 30 years and the rest of it. But that's the capability of our government. When they want to do something, they got it. But here you have a president who has been bribed. Tens of millions, over a hundred million, it will be the final total to this dimwit in diapers, this fraud. And you're going to see the lawyers and he didn't do it. In the meantime, the, whether it's the bagman's son, the dimwit brother, who during the Iraq war under a Republican got a billion five to build houses in Iraq and nobody has ever seen one. Nobody. It's open and notorious stuff. But when the government wants to, And thankfully, they did the right thing by catching these Nigerian scum who are directly responsible for this beautiful young man to kill himself. That's what a government is capable of when it wants to do something. What you're seeing before your eyes is a government that wants to protect the corruption. Some call it an administration. It is, we are, victims of a coup d'etat, of an entity that we'll never know what their budget is. You can't find, with all the research at, at our hands, what is the CIA budget? Who exactly is employed? and How much do they make? A trillion missing here, a trillion missing there. In the meantime, what's Jerome's Corsi's next book? Who Killed JFK? Huh. I wonder if it's the same entity. I say yeah. Robert Bloomingdale. Hey, Sean, how you doing? Aggravated, how are you? But I'm in Florida, you know, so I'll be walking on the beach. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to run over. What were no, you no. saying? I'm sorry. I said I, it's, I'm better to be aggravated here because in a 
about 30 minutes, I'll have my toes in sand. Go ahead. There you go. No, you know, I just wanted to follow up on that, what that lady was saying about January 6th, those poor souls being held unfairly in prison, President Trump, and hopefully all this will come to light with these communists, Biden, and those scum that comes into this country to rape and pillage. Well, Robert, I'm going to tell you what. He won the last time, and he's not in the office. If he runs this time, he will not be in the office. But there's another, another problem afoot. He put all these idiots in there. He kept these idiots in there. And he stroked the $6 trillion check. These are all things I want. And then there's the other thing with that phony warp speed my ass. Now, I want to report today from the Pandemic Response and Recovery Group in the United Kingdom, which is an all-party parliamentary group of uh, members of parliament who are looking into this. And they say this, the medicines, healthcare products and regulatory approach to patient safety requires a radical overhaul encompassing legislative change on reporting and in a system beset by conflicts of interest change how the MHRA is funded because in this is it really the end of the show squad because it turns out only 2% of the vaccine side effects were ever reported what was in it we'll be back in 21 hours Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.